Hello, 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 my gorgeous you. Yes, okay, so I have you exactly where I want you. You're on with Abiola, and this is the Abundance Pray Love podcast based on the Abundance Pray Love retreat created by moi (laughs) in partnership with Australian healer goddess Medina. And if you're interested in learning more, you can find out at AbundancePrayLove.com. All right, so let's get into it because this is the podcast based on Napoleon Rich's, Napoleon Rich, I love that, Napoleon Hills, Think and Grow Rich, written in 1938, an incredible book by this man who was a reporter, broke poor reporter who wanted to learn the secrets of the greatest. And he went to Andrew Carnegie, his mentor. And Carnegie said, you will work for me for 20 years for free while studying all of the wisdom that makes great people great. And Napoleon Hill went home and told his family, you know, ever got a great internship? Now we're back in the day. Went home and told your family, yeah, I'm going to be working at wherever. And your family said, cool, how much does it pay? And it sunk all your dreams and your your excitement. That's kind of what happened to Napoleon Hill. But his mother got it. And he was a grown man, by the way. But his mom got it. And his mother, you know, was in his full support during those 20 years. And while he studied with these great people who had accomplished amazing things, just by interviewing them, he, of course, then took in all of this wisdom and became great himself and became wise and became wealthy. And so Think and Grow Rich is his gift to humanity. Um, And we're expanding on it and sharing with you the teachings in this work. Woohoo! All right. So this is the section on the subconscious mind. This is chapter 12 of Think and Grow Rich or Flow and Grow Rich or Think and Flow Rich, however you want to look at it. That's how we're breaking it down. And this is what Napoleon Hill calls the connecting link, the 11th step toward riches. Now, I have a lot to say on the subconscious mind because I consider myself to be the mindset midwife. And this is how we make change in our lives is is through the subconscious mind. And so, oh my goodness, I've got so much to teach you about this. So you definitely want to stay tuned. I'm going to start off with reading from Napoleon Hill's words in Think and Grow Rich, then I'm going to be sharing with you how you can change your subconscious mind, why it's important to anything that you want to do. And then I'm going to break down for you how things that I am actively working on right now, right this minute, right as you and I are having this conversation to change, shift my subconscious mind. All right, take it away, Napoleon Hill. The subconscious mind consists of a field of consciousness in which every impulse of thought that reaches the objective mind through any of the five senses is classified and recorded, and from which thoughts may be recalled or withdrawn as letters may be taken from a filing cabinet. You got that? It receives and files, your subconscious mind, receives and files sense impressions or thoughts regardless of their nature. You may voluntarily plant in your subconscious mind any plan, thought, or purpose which you desire to translate into its physical or monetary equivalent. The subconscious acts first on the dominating desires which have been mixed with emotional feeling such as faith. Consider this in connection with the instructions that I gave you in the section on desire. For taking the six steps there outlined and the instructions given in the chapter on the building and execution of plans, and then you will understand the importance of the thought conveyed. Now, the subconscious mind works day and night. Through a method of pressure unknown to us, the subconscious mind draws on the forces of infinite intelligence for the power with which it voluntarily transmutes your desires into the physical equivalent, making use always of the most practical media 
by which this may be accomplished. Stay tuned. Don't, don't, don't fall apart on me. I'm going to break it all down for you. Don't even worry about it. You, can, and you cannot entirely control your subconscious mind, but you can voluntarily hand it over to any plan, desire, or purpose you wish transformed into concrete form. Now, remember, I talked about this again in the section on auto-suggestion. If you didn't hear that, go on back, listen to it. Um, There is plenty of evidence to support the belief that the subconscious mind is the connecting link between the finite mind we as human beings have and infinite intelligence, the God mind, the goddess mind, the universe, God, the power, all that is the most high. I'm going to read that again. There's plenty of evidence to support the belief that the subconscious mind is the connecting link between the finite mind of humans and the infinite intelligence. It is the intermediary through which we draw upon the forces of infinite intelligence at will. The subconscious mind alone contains the secret process by which mental impulses are modified and changed into their spiritual equivalent. It alone is the medium through which prayer may be transmitted to the source capable of answering prayer. It alone is the medium through which prayer may be transmitted to the source capable of answering prayer. (laughs) It alone is the medium through which prayer may be transmitted to the source capable of answering prayer. The possibilities of creative effort connected with the subconscious mind, what, are stupendous and imponderable. I love that, stupendous and imponderable. You don't use the word imponderable uh, as much as we, we should. They inspire one with awe. All right, so let me put Napoleon Hill aside and let me now break it down in Abiola ease. <laughs> All right, here's the, here's, the, here's the bottom line, my cutie pie. The reason why the subconscious mind is the key to everything is that we don't know what we don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And so if you are seeking self-help, self-improvement, personal development, which by you here hanging out in my digital classroom, I know you to, do, to, to be doing so, Operating in the conscious mind can only take you but so far because right now you are Googling the things you want to know. You're listening to podcasts and seeking out books and information on the things that you want to know, but you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know where the gap is. 5%. This is crazy. Blew my mind years ago when I learned this. Only, only 5%, the, the the conscious mind you know, the mind that we are aware of in all of our human brilliance, you know, only five, the conscious mind is only responsible for 5% of our actions. That means the subconscious mind is running the show. 95% of what you do is rooted in your subconscious. So if you are wanting to shift your life shift your mindset, shift your belief system, guess, guess where you got to go? The beautiful subconscious mind. Now, here's something else that I learned at HeartMath. Uh, you can check them out. I think that it's heartmath.org or the HeartMath Institute. Just Google HeartMath and it'll come up. But our heart energy, you know, we were taught about this big, beautiful brain that we have that has been developed, you know, over millions of years. But our hearts... The heart energy is five to 5,000 times as powerful as brain energy. And so our feelings and our emotions that we are ridiculed for are the power of everything. You got that? Heart energy, the energy field of your heart is 5,000 times more powerful than the brain. And so when they told you sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt you, that was a lie because those words created feelings and the heart is more powerful than the brain. So while your brain may say, who cares what these irrelevant people think, your heart 
felt something different. And your heart, your your experiences, you know, for the first seven years, six, seven years of your life, five to seven years of your life, five to 10 years really, of your life, you were being programmed purposefully and by design, but also subconsciously by the conscious minds of the people who raised you and the society that raised you, but also by their subconscious minds. And your well-meaning, hopefully, if you were blessed enough to have well-meaning adults around you, but if not, you know, whoever, the, the, the people that raised you, they only but had so much influence over your conscious mind. Then there were, you know, I was raised partially by Mr. Rogers. <laughs> My Aunt Wendy, um, she came from Guyana to attend Tuskegee when I was a baby girl. And she came during summers to babysit me. And she could tell you that I wouldn't let her watch her stories because I knew and I could tell even when she tried to turn the TV and trick me about what time Mr. Rogers was coming on. I'd be like, I know, I know, I know, see, because it's time for Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so we are raised by, you know, the media that we're taking in, you know, and those cartoons and, and the commercials that come on in between. Do you know that, you know, kids like me who grew up in the 80s and 90s, and I'm sure it's still going on right now, the cartoons we grew up watching, you know, He-Man and She-Ra and whatever else and the Smurfs, they had the toys before they created the cartoons. They had the toys and then we're like, we need a way to sell the toys and came up with the cartoons. And so a great deal of what you took in was propaganda, marketing. Beautiful Sesame Street that also was <laughs> helped my parents to raise me. The geniuses at Sesame Street, when they the the children's television workshop, when they created it, they said, "Oh, look how kids' eyes perk up when they're watching when during the commercials. What if we could create commercials for knowledge, for letters, for numbers, for behaviors, and you know, little mini." you know, 30 second to five minute stories that would use sound and, and you know, color and music the way that commercials do and jingles to sell knowledge to children. And it was genius because with that music, with those image, images, it appealed to our subconscious mind. The subconscious mind, the, it sees in pictures and it sees in associations. And so your, your, your conscious mind may say, oh, this new guy that I'm with, okay, he's great. But then maybe your subconscious mind says, ooh, he's trying to love me. And that love feels like rejection because this and the other thing happened when I was five years old. And I don't consciously remember that, but the subconscious mind is there, you know, with that programming. Again, the conscious programming that the people who cared for you as a young child was only a part of the story, only a part of the story. So this is something now, the beautiful thing is that, you know, with epigenetic, epigenetics, right? And the plasticity of our minds that, you know, it's called neuroplasticity. The things that before we thought like that our DNA was fixed it's not. We can shift things. We can shift. We can make a difference in our belief system, which, which will change the, our thoughts, which will change our lives. A belief is just a thought that you keep on thinking. And so, although, you know, it's certainly different than as a child with whatever programming you got implanted on you when you had nothing else to compare it to, you know, you still can do so as an adult. And so that's what's so juicy. You know, this is, this means that you don't have to live out the path that you are on right this minute. You just don't. You just don't. And even if you love the path you're on, it means that it can be even juicier. It means it can be even more in alignment. And woo, who for that. <laughs> and so if you are 
here listening to these teachings because you are wanting to become wealthy, you know, after all the word abundance is there, right? Abundant wealth, health, love, you know, then this is the root. This is the key. This is the difference between, you know, becoming a lottery winner that wins millions and millions of dollars and ends up with their lives worse than it was before because they have brought themselves back into alignment with where they were because their subconscious mind is is saying to them, no, you're only worthy of this. You're only worthy of those experiences that we're familiar with. We don't know what all this stuff is. And so you don't know what you don't know, okay? So this is the key. And implanting your beautiful subconscious with images of positivity brings you into alignment with who you really are. Negativity blocks your wealth, goals, your thoughts, your love, you know, all, everything. <laughs> and your subconscious mind learns via repetition. And so Again, your subconscious mind, it learns via repetition. Your subconscious mind is always thinking, okay, we are in the present. So even if something happened to you, you know, when you were five years old, seven years old, 10 years old, whatever, to your subconscious mind, it has a picture and it doesn't know the difference between yesterday and today. So use that to your advantage by supplanting new and positive stories, thoughts, imagery that your subconscious mind can then say, oh, okay, this is who we are now. This is where we are now, all right? And I just think that this is, you know, we can't stress enough that this is what you want to be doing. This is how I was able to make major shifts in terms of my anxiety by reprogramming my subconscious. And I did it through using EFT, emotional freedom technique, EFT tapping, which is like acupuncture with needles, but it's acupressure with tapping. And you can find these videos on my blog at sacredbombshell.com, or you can find them on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash planet and that for me was transformational as well as using mindfulness, being in the present moment and meditation, meditative breath, okay? And this is why I create tools like, for example, affirmation cards, because all of these are tools that, you know, affirmation cards, I'm going to break down into meditation, etc. These are tools that help you to eliminate, to put out positive impulses into the world, to retrain your subconscious mind, to raise your vibration and your energy and, you know, rewire just do a little rewiring, rewiring you into the magnificent being that you truly are. I see you over there. <laughs> and it starts with being willing. And so I ask you before we continue this conversation, my darling, are you willing? Are you willing? And just say out loud, I am willing. I am willing to be more. I'm willing to see more. I'm willing to feel more. I'm willing to live more. I am willing. And that is the beginning of a shift. Okay, so here's some of the things that you can do with your willing self to reprogram your subconscious mind. So number one, hypnosis or self-hypnosis. I am an amateur student of hypnosis and I find it to be incredible. At some point, I will get certified in hypno hypnosis because I think that it's a really wonderful tool to use not only on ourselves, but I think that I, I would like to use it in my practice as a transformational leader, coach, speaker, writer, etc. So hypnosis or self-hypnosis. And self-hypnosis you can do by listening to a certain music, you know, you can, I, I made a conscious decision with my meditation albums, for example, um, 
well, with one of them in particular, in using music that resonates at the energy that makes a shift in your subconscious. And by even listening to, they have done studies, students who listen to classical music, which I love. Um, and it's so... It's so funny, you know, I before would be embarrassed about listening to classical music and, you know, we make decisions about who people are. And I remember, I remember a long time ago, it was CD. So this was a long time ago. And my brother, like being, visiting me somewhere, I don't know if it was college or at my apartment or wherever. And he was like, why do you have this? And, and we grew up with my dad listening to classical music, but my dad, we just determined was a weirdo. And I was like, because I like it. And my brother said, no, you don't. <laughs> and my brother and sister say stuff like that to me all the time. And I'm sure I say stuff like that to them because we've known each other. So it's like, I've known you since birth. So I know what you like because I like what you like. So I, you can't like something I don't like. <laughs> and we do that as family groups and as cultures all the time. But allow yourself to be free of that and be you, do you, whatever you is. And whatever you, it may not have been you yesterday, but choose you, however that works out. <laughs> um, classical music and also, um, and when I say classical, I mean European classical music because I, I believe that, to me, Beyonce is also classical music, right? But I mean European um, classical music like Bach, Beethoven, etc., and jazz, which is American classical music, which I also love, you know, Th Thelonious Monk. Oh my goodness. You listen to um, jazz music, American jazz and European classical music before taking an exam, before studying for an exam, your brain waves do something different. And so you are able to score higher. And so listen to music that helps you to vibrate higher, you know, Um a lot of rap music, um, old school, old school rap, which I like, um, current rap, I don't know anything about. Um, but even like old school, you know, people that I loved, like Notorious B.I.G., if you do muscle testing after listening to some of that music with the title Ready to Die ugh, and stuff like that, you know, um, your muscles are weaker. Your body is weaker. And so, you know, even certain things that I feel like, okay, you know, 50 or whoever that I enjoy, like I can't afford to weaken my body, my mind, my heart, you know, by marinating in it, you know? Um, and so music is a great way to hypnotize yourself in a positive way. Like I remember I made a beautiful playlist, you know, at one time when I was feeling particularly low after a breakup and it had Christina Aguilera's beautiful. It had Snoop Dogg's beautiful. It had like all these different songs like that I just Googled and found different songs and made a beautiful playlist and just listened to that and reprogram my mind. Like, yeah, I'm beautiful. You know, being told I'm beautiful from every, you know, kind of voice and song and, you know, and, and, Creating a fight song playlist for yourself of like positive songs like Lady Gaga's Born This Way and, you know, Beyonce's Who Run The World? Girls. It's self-hypnosis. Magical, powerful, and cannot be underestimated. Cannot be. All right. Number two, journaling. Journaling, journaling, journaling. Free writing is one kind of journaling where you're kind of doing a brain dump and getting everything out of the, the gunk out of your brain. I recommend that a lot. Morning pages as recommended in The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. You know, just writing, writing, writing. Three pages. I did it this morning and that's why I'm so on fire to today as uh, you and I are having this conversation. But then there's also another kind of journaling where you take your affirmations. And so rather than just repeating, you know, every day and every way things are working out for me. Start to journal and write in the positive present tense what you want to be true by claiming it. And so you could be writing, you know, if, for example, you are one of my spiritpreneur warrior sisters and my spiritpreneur warrior business sisterhood, you could be writing, I am easily and effortlessly impacting one million women with my incredible programs and products and services. I am creating a shift in the world. I am 
easily and effortlessly making millions of dollars while answering my calling and living my dream. I easily and effortlessly also have free and accessible programs that help people to begin their transformation wherever they are. I easily and effortlessly have a 100,000 encouraged and empowered women on my mailing list. I easily and effortlessly create videos and audios which reach millions of people worldwide every single day to help them to shift their lives. I easily and effortlessly step into my greatness and own my power. And yes, how does that feel? And now so... Imagine how good that you see how good that feels. You and I talking about it. Now, if you were writing that in your journal, whatever dreams work for you, you know, I easily and effortlessly have an amazing family with an incredible partner who I love and adore, who loves and supports and adores me unconditionally with incredible children, two amazing children who are happy and excited and well-fed and well-learned and adorable and incredible human beings. And together, we love each other and we have created a shift in my family line, in my culture, in my life, in their lives, in the lives of all whom we encounter. And we travel the world and we are so happy. And for this, I am so grateful. Yes. And so start that positive affirmational journaling and your subconscious mind will say, wait, what? Oh, oh my goodness. I didn't know this is who I am. I've got to figure out a way to catch up. (laughs) And so you have filled in the what. And don't worry about the how, because now your subconscious mind is working for you. Your subconscious mind is going to get on the job and say, oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Partner who loves and adores unconditionally. Okay, let's make that happen, you know? And so the beautiful thing is that this is, has to be an active practice of not only, you know, flooding your subconscious with the light, you know, but also just letting the, the darkness also go, you know? And I'm not talking about your shadow self. I'm talking about the darkness, the negativity that no longer serves you, whether it is people or environment or habits, letting it go. All right. Number three way that you can make a shift in your subconscious, affirmations. Now, a lot of people feel like affirmations don't work because they sit there and they go, I am wealthy. It feels good to be wealthy. I pay my bills easily and effortlessly. I am a lender, not a borrower. Then they go, ah, that didn't work. Well, again, remember your subconscious mind works on images and feeling. And again, this is why I have the African goddess affirmation cards and the woman manifesting fertility goddess affirmation cards because those images and the words, the beautiful words and the feeling. What is the feeling behind it? You know, you ever ask somebody, how are you? How's everything? And they're like, I'm fine. And you know, they're not fine because the energy behind it. Well, it's the same with your affirmations. So infuse them with your feelings, with your emotions, with your energy, put your energy and your fullness into it. I am easily and effortlessly attracting all abundance. I I know not where all of the riches are coming from, but they are flowing into my life. I easily and effortlessly pay all bills. I am debt free and it feels so wonderful to not owe a single dime in my life and money is coming to me easily and effortlessly from unexpected sources, from unexpected people, unexpected opportunities. I am a wealth creator. I'm a wealth magnet. I'm a money magnet. I'm a love magnet. I'm a health magnet. And it feels so good to be me. Yeah. And that's where you want to (laughs) be. That's where you want to be with your affirmations. Yes. (laughs) And you can work yourself up to a frenzy, clearly. And that is raising your vibration, raising your vibrational energy. Again, Everything has an energetic vibration. And so the energy, say, of sadness or despair is very different than the energy of joy, of happiness. The energy of brokenness, broken downness, poverty, lack, scarcity, very different than the energy of abundance, prosperity, wealth, happiness, joy. Okay? 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number four, if you want to make a shift in your subconscious mind, and I learned this from Dr. Christy Ann Northrup, who is an amazing gynecologist, actually, and women's healer, who um, is an MD who also believes in and works actively in the world that we are here in, which is the world of magic and miracles and mystics. And she says that the only way to really make a shift in your mind, your body, and your spirit is with movement, voice, and tears. Movement, voice, and tears is how you get stuff out. So you got stuff stuck up in there, <laughs> stuck up in there, blocking your channels of hope, of, of joy, of success. Things that happened when you were 16, 15, 14, 18, 12, whatever. And you got to get it out. And so movement, move. Yes, yes, yes. That's why dance and yoga are so powerful, right? You know, or getting out there on your bike or jogging or running or walking. Walk, 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 walk. Move, 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 move with your voice, your voice, your voice, your voice. And if you can cry it out, yes, now you're shifting energy. Now you're moving it. Now you're making room. You're making room. You're making room in your body. You're making room in your life. You're making room in your spirit for all of your abundance to come your way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Number five, meditation. So meditation also is a tool that in the beginning, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot meditate because I sit there and I'm like, huh, okay, what's going to happen on The Real Housewives tonight? Mm, is such and such going to sleep with such and such? Oh, did I get, remember to get lemons on the grocery list? So <laughs> because I was doing that, I had to figure out other ways to meditate. And so one of the tools that has been transformational for me has been guided meditation mixed with visualization. And so again, that's why I create meditation albums. Head over to chakrasonfleek.com or just, you know, Google Abiola Meditations and you can find lots of them free on my YouTube channel. And meditation, guided meditation is an incredible tool. I also use the 444 breaths, which is very easy to remember. Inhale for... Hold for, exhale for, right? So it's inhale, two, three, four, and hold, two, three, four, and exhale, two, three, four. And this really helps to flush out your subconscious mind because it brings you into the present moment. And the things that you are anxious about in the future haven't happened yet and won't happen, chances are. The things that you are depressed about in the past, there's nothing you can do to change them. The power is in the present moment. So 444 breathing helps you to be present, which brings me to number six, which is mindfulness. Mindfulness or self-being, as I call it in the Sacred Bombshell uh, Handbook of Self-Love, is about being in the present moment. And you do that by observing. Mindfulness was really life-shifting for me. And I started it with food, you know, because I have so many issues around food. And so, you know, we... As Americans, where I live and grew up, you know, we sit down and, you know, kind of dash our food into our mouths and go on with our day and our lives. And, you know, it was like, no, okay, learning how to be mindful when it comes to eating, learning how to look at what is on your plate and appreciate it. Look at the colors, look at the smells, you know, and with every bite, rather than shoveling the food in your mouth to get to the next place or shoveling it in to get another piece, savoring it and being present with it. And ooh, is that basil? Oh, is that rosemary? Being present makes your food a meditation. And it really is a beautiful practice. And so even, you know, I've been observing nature, you know, the other day I was looking out of the window, had this whole moment looking at these birds and this little fat bird was fatter than the others. And, you know, just being present is extremely powerful extremely powerful and circumvents all of the previous wiring that you have because you're in the present. Number seven, question your beliefs. 
Again, you don't know what you don't know. So if you start to think, oh, well, you know, that's not for me. People people like me don't do that. People like me don't go there. People like me don't whatever. Question it. So I have been, anybody who knows me, I'm very vocal about the fact that I'm not into driving. I don't like driving. I don't want to drive. <laughs> Luckily, I live in New York where I don't have to drive. Last year, I got my... um I, well, I've had my driver's license forever, but I couldn't drive when I got it. The person kind of really honestly, it was my birthday and I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but the but I got, I believe, I think that the person put me on through because he liked me. Uh, so last year I finally went and learned how to drive again, you know, because I was rusty. Um, and if a zombie apocalypse happens, you got to be able to drive, right? Swimming is up next. You got to be able to swim. You got to be able to drive. Zombie apocalypse happens. You got to be able to survive. (laughs) Um, And so I went back, refreshed my driving, had an awesome teacher and, you know, heard myself saying again the other day, you know, in a lesson like this, you know, I was teaching and I was talking about, talking to my spiritpreneur warrior goddesses about, you know, making sure that you have your soulmate clients and you're not just trying to shove the wrong thing down the wrong person's throat. And I used this as an example. If you're trying to sell me a Mercedes Benz, it could be the most beautiful, pretty car in the world and I will appreciate it for its beauty, but I'm not, I'm your wrong customer because I'm not into driving, don't like driving, won't be driving. And then after that, I said, oh, okay. I tell people question what you believe. So I started to question my beliefs. I don't like driving because it scares me. It's frankly frightening to me. Um, I failed my driving driver's license twice um, in LA and then passed in New York. Um, and people, you know, people drive crazy. People are yelling. People are screaming. Um, as one of my friends told me, you are a passenger, not a driver. One of the first times when I was driving, I hit off somebody's side mirror because my brain wanders. And like I said, just like I'm thinking, oh, okay, what's gonna, you know, did I get the lemons? I'm doing the same when I'm driving. And it seems like you've got to just be hyper concentrated and I'm just not into it. And so I started and, and it was very, and I will also add also years ago when I interviewed Quincy Jones and he said he never drives and doesn't drive, doesn't know how to drive or care to drive. And then I learned the same about Barbara Walters. I was like, yes, okay, I'm good standing. I don't need to. But like I said, I just started this week recently to question what I believe because you don't know what you don't know and say, hmm, what if, because I know I'm going to be a parent in the next couple of years, I need to be able to drive. And my own parents are aging and I want to live close enough to them to be able to support them. So I need to be able to drive. And I can drive. You know, push comes to shove again, zombie apocalypse. I'm your girl. But I, but, but maybe I need to like driving and maybe it's possible for me to like driving. Maybe what if I liked driving? What if I enjoyed driving? What if I was willing to become the kind of person who could in, in, enjoy driving? What if I was just open and willing to explore that as a possibility? And so start to question your beliefs. Start to soften your vibrational energy around, you know, if you think, okay, well, I'm not the kind of person that would travel here or eat that or not eat that or whatever. I remember, for example, I used to call myself a chickenitarian. And even when my whole family became vegetarian, um, my father, when I, the whole time I grew up was vegetarian. So, um, it wasn't a foreign thing, but I considered myself to be a chickenitarian and I was like, y'all go ahead with your bad selves. And then it was very interesting, you know, how just it just happened almost by accident that as I started to eat more and more incredible, high vibrating foods like cabbage and kale and beans and legumes and shifted, my taste buds changed to the point of where the smell of poultry makes me ill. You know, no offense against anybody and anybody else what you eat. Everybody has the full right to eat what is right for your body, but it there came a point where it wasn't right for my body any longer. And that came about because I was willing to question my beliefs. I didn't I honestly didn't think I could go like a week without a day without eating chicken. Um and it became to where, you know, I haven't eaten chicken or any kind of meat for years. And it seems foreign to me and to even think about it or have this conversation um, to where, you know, 
I've spent summers where I just was raw vegan for the summer. And I, I actually really like eating raw vegan. And the only reason I just don't do it all the time is it becomes really, it was really challenging. It was really hard to just, you know, um, socialize, for example, and eat or be, it's just, it was, it was challenging. And so I may do it again in the future, but for example, like I'm always cold. I'm a person that doesn't like air conditioning. Um, I got a blanket on me right this minute, you know, and it's 70 something degrees where I am. Um, and so I like hot food. So there was, you know, but I'm willing, I'm willing to say, I don't know what I don't know. Right. I don't know what I don't know. Vision boards. And so I put vision boards last on this list. And then I'm going to share with you some of the habits that I am reprogramming myself with. But I put vision boards last because they would usually be our first thing. And I want to switch it up on you and give you some other tools in your toolbox. And with vision boards, it's the same exact thing as I said about the affirmations. You've got to not just paste pretty pictures on a Pinterest board or a paper, a paper board and look at them. When you look at them, have a story for each image. Ooh, there is my car that I am riding down um, the LA freeway with my kids and my loved ones and my man. And we are loving life and we are on our way to the beach and it feels so good. And the wind is in our hair and life loves me and I love life. Put a story behind each thing there. Our our subconscious mind thinks in stories and pictures. So what is the story behind each of these images, right? So if you've got Oprah on your vision board, what's the story? Oh, here's Oprah, you know, right after she and I had this amazing conversation and we were together on the beach in Bali because we were at my retreat and Oprah came to my retreat because um, she needed a break in her life and she needed some empowerment. And here was this great opportunity and I love her and adore her and she's an amazing auntie and I'm glad she exists. Whatever it is, right? So, Infuse your vision boards with your emotions. Infuse your vision boards with your heart. Remember, the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than the brain and that your conscious mind is only making 5% of your decisions. Yeah. All right, so here are some of the habits that I am actively wanting to reprogram my subconscious mind with. So... For example, um, one of the things that I am actively doing and have actively been doing and it's something that I've got to be vigilant about is clearing clutter. I have several, there's several different kinds of clutter from people clutter. You know, I am a very loyal Leo person. Um, and so when relationships no longer are high vibrating, you've got to cut the, cut the cords, move on, right? Energetic, cut those energetic cords. I have a uh, decording meditation for you on one of my albums. I believe it's either on Chakras, Chakras on Fleek. I believe you'll find it there. Um, but again, you can also just go to my YouTube and find lots of free goodies there as well. Um, so, But clearing also physical clutter because I am the grandchild of farmers. I am the child of immigrants. And so... If you grow up, you know, I was raised by, um, you know, my mom and my dad had poverty growing up. And it's it's interesting because they would never, ever describe their lives in that way because as farmers, as, as farm families, you are abundant, you know? And so my grandfather, he would come home, my mom's dad, and feed the entire neighborhood with the bounty from his farms, right? And so actually poverty is, is a different word. Poverty is my American story that I'm impact imprinting on their lives. It wasn't poverty. It was, there was a frugality and a usefulness in, in the idea that everything could be useful. Because think about it, if you're sewing your own clothes and you're making your own food and you're milking your own, you know, getting your own eggs from your cow and you, no, eggs don't come from a cow. I'm a city girl, but I do know that. <laughs> getting your eggs from your chickens in your background and your bartering backyard and you're bartering the chick, your, your eggs with the neighbor's milk or whatever it is, then you don't come from a throwaway culture, right? And so 
what is healthy is coming to a, a mix of the two. And so you don't want to, you know, there's the idea of minimalism. So you could either be a minimalist, which I am not, I'm a maximalist. <laughs> but I've recently just started to rethink things, you know, because I, I have things in excess and I always have. And I think a part of it comes from my parents' um realizing when they could do something different for their kids. They wanted to do something different. So things that I grew up just being programmed to do, you know, blessedly, luckily, you know, for example, if I was going on a class trip, my mom bought me new clothes. Every day my mother brought home toys and gifts and she would buy on her way home from work. She felt guilty for working and not being there, you know? And so in my head, certain things like, okay, if I'm going out, in my head that requires something new because that's how I was taught, you know? And I didn't know any different. Like I remember it was in seventh grade when my um, good friend Sana, she was like, no, you don't buy new clothes just because, or sixth grade, because we were going on a school camping trip. And I was like, oh, when are you going to go shopping for the camping trip? And she was like, I'm not going shopping for the camping trip. And I was like, but we're going on a camping trip. Like, are you going to go shopping with your parents? And she's like, "Uh, no, (laughs) you know? And so there's a reprogramming that I have to do because along with that was the idea that you don't throw anything away. Because like I said, um, literally everything could be used again, especially if you're a creative person and an artist, right? Then literally everything has a use. And so things like books, which I love and adore and seem to give away 400 books a year and then acquires about 400 more, um, you know, learning that, okay, just because you can keep something doesn't mean that you should. And every box, every pretty ribbon, every, you know, piece of clothing, whatever it is, if it is not high vibrating and in alignment, it needs to go. It needs to go. And so that is something that is has always um, recently in, in recent past, like over the past five years or so, been an active part of my reprogramming. Um, and also, you know, at the same time, having high vibrating things. So Rather than having, you know, 500 of whatever, having one amazing one that makes you feel good and makes you feel great, right? So that is also like, like, for example, with pens and pencils, you could have a zillion, you know, pens and the ones you got from the bank and the freebie pens and all of that. Or you could have beautiful, you know, five to 10 beautiful high vibrating pens, if that's something you're into, I'm into pens and stationery, you know, that maybe cost a little bit more, but, you know, make you feel happy and joyful when you're writing or using them. All right. So also with TV, TV is very powerful. If the subconscious mind thinks in pictures and emotions, you know, TV is that, you know? So because they are can teach us, you know, okay, for example, when they decided they wanted to sell more cigarettes to women, they said, hey, you've come a long way, baby, and branded cigarettes as, you know, a way to be rebellious and be feminist and be powerful and be strong when it was killing you. And so you want to be meticulous, and I'm working on this, about the images that you take in. So if you are very susceptible to energy like I am, you got to probably cut out TV, news, um, or consider it. Think about the things that you watch and what you're taking into your mind. I remember a couple of years ago, uh, two Christmases ago, went to go visit a family member in Toronto. And she she's a nurse and she went to sleep every night with her TV on turned to their equivalent of like um, a news st- station, CNN or Fox News. And she went to sleep every night with the news playing in the background. And I said to her, I was like, cousin, like, this is detrimental. You've got to, you can't do this. And she was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't even hear it. Go to sleep, you know, it's fine. And I was like, "Uh, no, it's not fine because you are drinking in this murder, mayhem, terror all night long for eight hours. And as a result, not accidentally, she was a very, she is a very frantic, anxious person. You know, as a nurse, she sees already horrible things all day long. And then she comes home 
and sees in her mind's eye while she's sleeping horrible things all night long. And it's like, no. Like, so instead of doing that, you know, maybe start to, again, brainwash yourself in a good way. You're going to be brainwashed anyway, you know? So what are positive programs that you could be watching? Or like I talked about with the music, I am spending more time in nature and again, you know, being present and particularly being present in nature and observing nature is magical and helps to create a shift if you are a person that is usually a city person that is on the go. It helps to raise your vibration. Even just walking on the ground called earthing or grounding, it creates a different electromagnetic field throughout your body. And so really, really powerful, really powerful. Um, Traveling, I I made an active decision like, oh, wait, why am I not seeing enough of my big, beautiful world? And so, you know, hence the Abundance Pray Love Bali Retreat. I'm going to be speaking on a cruise that's going to the Bahamas. That's conquering another fear. It's very afraid of um, ships and feeling trapped out at sea. Like, was not my idea of whatever. But I'm like, all right, I got to be ready, zombie apocalypse. (laughs) And also, I just want to be my best goddess self. So I'm speaking on a cruise called the Creativepreneur Cruise at Sea. I was in London and Paris at the time of this recording a few months ago, and I'll be there again in a couple of months speaking at the College of Psychic Studies. So that's going to be amazing and doing a workshop. And, um, you know, and my next retreat will possibly be in Hawaii. I started working on that. And so, you know, just traveling breaks your monotony again takes you beyond what you know or think you know to be true because just just because it's true for you and the people you know the culture you know and the things you see on tv doesn't mean that it is true at all and there's no faster way to bring that into effect than to travel all right and just more movement more physical movement is a big big shifter. So I'm going to be doing a lot more body movement, move my body. Yes. And more high vibrating people, people who are, you know, vibrate. If I'm vibrating, would you hear me up here? Woohoo! <laughs> you know, we are the sum of the people that we spend the most time with. And so spending the time more in the energy of, you know, the people who you, where you want to be, that is going to shift your subconscious mind. Again, your mind's going to look around and say, oh, okay, if all these things are saying to me, I'm an amazing person, you know, attracting amazing things into my life easily and effortlessly, I got to get caught up. So I hope that this lesson has been incredibly powerful, not only for your conscious mind, I see you conscious mind, but for your subconscious mind. And I just want to just tell you that I love you. I appreciate you. I adore you. Abundance, pray, love, now. Namaste, my lovely.